episode 14, I think. One can only guess at this point because it's been some time since we've done a podcast, uh, an episode, but this is Skate the River. Ryan Matlack here in Weathersfield, Connecticut. Corey Hanlon down in beautiful New Jersey because I always forget the name, but I do know that it ends with township and that's all that matters. Putin. Ah, Putin township. City of, yeah. Take two. We don't have any cool taglines. Just Booten Township. We're a town. Not that Weathersfield has one either, but you should, every town should have a slogan. Ours is Booten Township. We are a township. <laughs> That's poetic. Nailed it. By the way, my headphones have been messing with, like I was, we were talking about this before we started recording, but they have been weird. And so like I cut out in one ear. So if I sound distracted or if I stutter, I'm going to blame it on that. I know that happens every podcast, but this time I have a, a better excuse. Since I've known you, you've always seen distracted. So it's really not out of the, out of the norm. <laughs> Story of my life. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. That's Fair. pretty much you. Uh, it is spring. It's finally getting warm up here. I'm sure that it's if it's nice up here, say it's like. 50s up here is probably 75 and beach weather down in New Jersey. The tropics of the We're basically area. Myrtle Beach. <laughs> How is the weather, buddy? Windy but nice. It's gotten a lot better. Yes, it's uh Monday we I had like a, the AC cranking in the car. It was like it felt like it was 80 degrees. It was so nice. Corey Hanlon's plight against uh wind has been well documented by me for some time. You <laughs> made it a fair point on many times. Like, you know, when someone just goes on a rant, like uh, that headline in The Simpsons where Abe Simpson is yelling at a cloud and the headline is old man yells at cloud. That's Corey me. yells at wind. I stand out there, whatever way the wind is blowing, I point my fan in the opposite direction and try to counter it. <laughs> do you just, do you go outside, take the grass, you know, like, you know, grab a little grass and put it in. And then when it moves to the right, you just get disgusted. I just take a left hook and just punch the direction of the wind. <laughs> Is that you bitch, Mother Nature. <laughs> well, dude, it's like you, it's, so. You look at the weather. You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, awesome! It's gonna be 62 today and sunny. What a perfect April day. This is phenomenal. And then you try and sit outside at lunch, and your paper plate goes flying across the parking lot, and you're. It's just. It's miserable. The wind just makes it. It. It takes away any chance of having a nice day. It's just gone. It's just gone. I'd almost rather have rain and no wind. It's so true, especially in the spring, because you have the you feel like you're robbed of nice warm days sometimes mm -hmm. because they would be like 60 and sunny and you can handle that, especially after a winter of, you know, 20 degrees and snowy. So like oh, 60 and sunny is my sweet spot. Yeah. Then that wind comes in. Ruins it feels everything. like it's 40. Yeah. It's yeah. Miserable. No, I'm, I mean, for the so, most yeah. part, I'm with you. Everybody can rest assured I am putting up the good fight as much as I can when the wind comes into town. So if anyone else has any tips for me to defeat the wind, more than open to <laughs> suggestion box is open. If, if it was either global warming or wind going away, Corey would take global warming in a heartbeat. Melt those ice caps in a heartbeat. If that means more water rises and cuts off less wind somehow, I don't care. I don't care what the logic is. Bring it on. Shut down the wind. My feeling is that when the planet is completely covered in water, that's only going to allow wind to flow more freely around the, <laughs> the atmosphere. But what do I know? Hey, we're not. I'm no. I'm no mathematologist scientist. Right. So I don't. We'll care. bring in an expert. Uh, yeah. uh, Dad. <laughs> so this is pretty much going to be a. A bracket preview, um, being that a playoff preview, we're going to look at all the matchups I've got in front of me. I'm going to actually select as we go along, Corey, which I think is a really unique way and perspective to go about making my predictions and also a lazy one since we're like three hours away from game time <laughs> on Wednesday and I haven't done it yet. I uh, There's a good chance that like by the time I'm halfway through this, I, it just cuts off if 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 there's a deadline <laughs> before seven o'clock, which I would understand if there was. Oh, there's got to be there. The first, yeah, first puck drops at seven o'clock, so you better get that in. We'll we'll, um, we'll, fi we'll figure it. We'll finish it together. We'll uh, we'll come to an agreement. I got it here. Well, we'll start. We'll, we can certainly start in the uh, Eastern Conference. Um, before the podcast, we started talking about some things that you wanted to bring up, and then um, I said, "Well, I'll put a pin in it. We'll talk during the podcast." And then now I'm realizing I forgot what those things were. So do you remember? Well, to apologize to the people out there that 
are, are, are starving for this podcast every week. I just don't mm-hmm. want them to think we've just been sitting around playing Fortnite. Yeah. Um, which would I be have a great, it. which would be a great excuse anyways. Yeah. Um, no, but, uh, you know, from time to time you and I talked as, you know, as much as we can when we do complete, you know, as we call them, man things. Um, <laughs> so last weekend, you know, my biggest man thing actually started with my wife, which is hilarious. Sweet. She was, she was on Lowe's. She was on Lowe's website, um, which is like the sexiest thing of all time. She's on the, <laughs> the hardware store website. Um, and she's oh, like, and then in Dana's voice, I'll do it in my voice. She's like, yo, sick deals at Lowe's. So we ended up buying a grill, uh, a storm door, a wheelbarrow, and maybe one other. I don't even know what it was, but we got all these, you know, big bulk items. My my for, goodness, um, no no cattle, no no cattle. But we got a for a for a significant significantly uh, smaller amount of units than it would normally be um, if you bought it regular, you know. You know, when those losers buy it at Memorial Day weekend, they jack the prices up. So we, so we got everything. So I hung a storm door on the front of my house for all the world to see. They could see me in my glory. Um, and if anyone knows anything about me, anytime I go to put anything together, I'm not walking away without at least one cut, one scrape, some kind of bruise, um, every type of profanity thrown out there into the atmosphere and uni- the universe to hear. So. It's like every time Homer does a project uh, mm-hmm. in an episode of The Simpsons. It's, mm-hmm. But the job gets done eventually, but uh-huh. uh, not without its its issues, its trials, oh, and its no, tribulations. No, no. So, so this is my problem, and this is my plight. Dana has seen me. I was putting together a, a little tykes, you know, drive around car for our oh, nephew one my. time, and I freaking sliced my thumb, and it, you know, so <laughs> I don't have a good track record. And yesterday I go to put the storm door on, right? And I'm, I'm deliberately trying to slow myself down, take my time, take a couple of deep breaths. And like step two of, you know, 85 steps is pre-drill holes in the door to attach the hinges. So I, you know, get everything lined up, measure it twice, all this shit. Sure. And I go to put the drill into the door, you know, engage the drill, whatever the proper term is there, start to go into the door. The drill bit snaps, drill comes over. And the remaining piece of the drill bit still in the drill goes into my thumb. And I immediately look down and my entire hand is covered in red. And I'm like, and I was like, hmm, okay, wonderful start. Let's keep it cool. Soldier on over to the sink, wash it out. Long story short, the door is perfectly level shuts, a couple of adjustments here and there. A couple hours later, hung the entire door by myself. Um, So a lot of little things like that have caused, um, some some delay in the podcast. I just want people to know that I'm not sitting around twiddling my thumbs because I know the the tens of listeners out there are starving for the podcast. So I just yeah. I just I just want them to know I, I I need I need them to understand that I'm not deliberately avoiding them. Uh, my excuse is that I hate doing this podcast. It's a complete labor. <laughs> it stresses me out every single time I have to hear Corey's voice. So uh, it, it it really is. Uh, um, it's crazy how quickly the weeks pile up because it, it it we are talking about it every week. It's not like you know a week goes by and if it if if maybe like eight days go by, like hey, obviously this week didn't happen. How about next week? But it's nothing like where we don't we we go a month without talking about it. Um, we're always trying to do it, and a lot of times it just doesn't work out because of uh, schedules. And but honestly, we're disappointed about five people. So in the long run, uh, we just want the, the five of you to know one of them can probably hear yeah. me upstairs right now as we're recording live. We'd really honestly, 20% like, of the, of the audience, please, we'd like please to disappoint more us. people if we could. Yeah, uh, we would. <laughs> I would love to let people, yeah, I'd, I'd love to let thousands of people down, but pretty good at it. We'll get so, there. <laughs> yeah, if the time ever comes, I feel we'll so I'm well versed. <laughs> what I've been doing as a producer for 10 years. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I certainly think that we're going to be able to do better in the postseason. That's my goal. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that we can try to stick to. I know that last year that wasn't the case, but we had done pretty well leading up to the playoffs. So my feeling is that was our slump. Mm-hmm. And like the Leafs, hopefully, they're going to come out of it. Or, you know, we'll come out of it here and uh, throw together a series of episodes covering the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, um, and uh, we hope to go through it. Uh, one other thing that I noticed, Corey, there was outrage a few weeks, a few days ago, when they took the ice off of the Prudential Center, and uh, it was revealed that the crease is actually a giant blue sticker and not paint. Ooh, uh, people were not happy with that, m- mainly because everybody was embarrassed; they didn't know it. 
Now, I'll be honest, I didn't know it either, but I also don't think that that means every rank everywhere has always done it that way. Like, I feel like some places do use paint. I completely missed that outrage story. I have no idea. So, I mean, you know, I got to just be some, there's got to be some pent up anger from Devils fans, which I'm sure was assuaged where they uh, scooped up the number one pick again. So, one of their uh, insiders, uh, Amanda Stein, I just follow her on Twitter. And so she posted the picture and then mm-hmm. just the uh, comments. Obviously, from any normal photo, you wouldn't get the uh, outburst of comments that she did. So right. then I was like reading them and I was like, oh, wow, like people are really surprised that they're like very taken aback. Mm-hmm. But that might just be a Jersey thing. You guys are weird. We are weird, but we're proud and weird. Because we're, you know, I got to say, the Devils are the only team down here that are, hey, we are from New Jersey and we put New Jersey yeah. in the front of our, even though 90% of them play in New Jersey and call themselves New York. No, that's that's fair. So, and I that's why I kind of wish sometimes the Red Bulls were in New Jersey because that would create a really good rivalry. I mean, not that there isn't already a rivalry. With, no, the Red, uh, the Red Bulls are in New Jersey, but they call yeah, themselves the New York Red Bulls. Whatever I said, I meant to say they should call themselves the New Jersey Red Bulls. I don't they know should. what I said, but that's what I meant. I right. meant exactly that. Because okay, they they live they just like they should be the New Jersey Giants. And I'm a New York Giants fan, but stop putting your teams in different states. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to find land upstate. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Anyway, that's that's my feeling on the subject. That's fair. Uh, boy, good thing we didn't get off track in our first episode back from a long time. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is going to be you know, the best week of all of our lives. First week of playoffs. It's fantastic. As many games as there will ever be. Um, and everybody really chomping at the bit because you're coming out of the gate after four days off. Is that always how many days off there are, by the way? Yeah, there's everybody gets at least three, I think. It just, it just yeah, it's at least three. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not true at all. Three, I'm... Yeah, I'm thinking of it from a uh, Leafs perspective. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, but it just depends on how some some teams fall and some schedules fall because they, they, the playoffs, everybody doesn't play the same night. They play Wednesday, Thursday, so that's why the Bruins and Leafs had like five days off. But Well, I'll tell you, the Sunday thing is new because they played games on Sundays before. I know it because I've seen the Leafs get eliminated from the playoffs on Sundays yeah, yeah, at yeah. the last game of the season. Yep. That was, I don't know, it was weird to me that they didn't do it that way this year, but. Hey, you shorten the season by a game. Great. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> um, or by a day, rather. So I'm looking forward uh, to it from a perspective that I think we have some great matchups. Um, I think ultimately, I have no problem. This is something that you'd usually lead up to, but I'm going to bury that right now. I don't know how the Tampa Bay Lightning don't win the, the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But as we go through it, maybe we'll find a team that's capable of it. I know Who one. Knows? One comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. dude. They, yo, they from the northeast, bro. Bean by town. chance, Bean Town. Oh, they oh, are oh. the northeast. Yo, I have to say, going by, uh, going on the pike today, and here we go off the rails. Uh, but at least we're still on the orange line. <laughs> <laughs> well landed. Tip your waiters. Uh, so we were. I was driving on the pike and. I realized, oh, wait, I'm coming up on the practice facility. And I snapped to a shot. And incredulously, you replied back that you have never actually seen the new Bruins practice fa- facility in person. No, I haven't. Because, we, I, I mean, when we drive home, we go, we don't go that far on the bike. You know what I mean? So it's, I know what you do. Yeah. No, it's it's after that that exit for you guys. I've, if I've, Yeah, if I'm driving by that on the way home from New Jersey, something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> But if you've gone into Boston several times, there's no chance that you haven't ended up on the pike at that point. We don't, I mean, we don't really go into Boston. I wouldn't go that way. That's the other side of the city. Take 93. It's not the other side of the city. The other side of the city would be to come from like 91 South, uh, 95. Don't try and don't try and justify it. I've just haven't seen it. I'm okay. I'm a bad fan. Is that what you want me to say? Is that what you're trying to get to? Finally. Thank you. Quite satisfied. Hold on. Let me just smoke a cigarette here real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I honestly, I understand it to a degree. Here's what, here's what I'm saying. If I lived in the Toronto area sure. and the Leafs unveiled a practice facility, I probably would have seen it. That's it, But I, and say I'd, I'd moved far away. I would make yeah. time on a visit to go see it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you're a all bad right. fan for it. Just saying I'm, I'm a just better, not as good as you. Well, That's I'm, just I'm a better person for yeah because of right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, 
every day, like I always check on like MLS and other website, anybody that's building new stadiums and stuff. It's, it's like, it's, I, I can't explain my obsession with it. I love to watch new buildings, new practice facilities, new stadiums. Like yeah. when, the, when, when teams set up live construction cams, I can sit there and watch it all day long. It's, it's so boring, <laughs> but I love it. I don't know why, I don't know why my obsession, what my obsession or where it started from, but like Cincinnati is a new team in MLS and they're building a stadium like right in the heart of like Cincinnati. And I check it every day as if the stadium's going to be up. You know what I mean? It takes like two years to build the damn thing, but I check it every day. Well, didn't and, they just have a big game recently in Cincinnati? Yeah, they're, I mean, this is their first official year here. So they play at the University of Cincinnati. Again, we're off the rails, but such is life. Um, Dude, who cares? Yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it's amazing. We've talked many times about how they've grown. the MLS has grown. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Fitz, the guy I work with on uh, Spain Fitz at ESPN Radio, was actually out there and did some, a lot mm-hmm. of social media stuff because he was invited out there. And uh, he was blown blown away by the atmosphere there especially for a first year so team. they play at nippert stadium where the cincinnati bearcats college where they play football there and they had that's where they're playing i think for this year and next year and then they're like i said they already broke ground they're constructing the stadium as we speak for their new home but they had at least five to ten thousand people marching from like wherever they start their march down the street to the stadium and they are they're psychopaths they love it they absolutely love it there so that's going to be – that'll be a cool little city to – if you ever – I mean, I've heard Cincinnati's like kind of a hidden little small gem of a city where if you ever – you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to get sent there. So Well, and I, but I'll tell you one thing. It's great that they have a, you know another pro franchise there. Let's hope they don't start taking fans away from Reds games because whenever I see a highlight on TV, I don't see a ton of seats that are well, – Who the hell you go to watch? Joey Votto? Is he even still playing? Who the hell's exactly. on the Reds? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not justifying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's completely understandable why no one would go yeah. watch that. And they, I mean, this team finally got it right too. The other thing with the, both those teams in Cincinnati, the Bengals and the Reds, the most hideous, I mean, the Reds are okay, but the most hideous uniforms in the history of pro sports have to be the Bengals. I wouldn't root for that team just based on their jerseys. If I live there, I, those things make me want to puke, but the soccer yeah. team got it right. They got blue and orange. That's a, that's a hot that's a hot color scheme. That Cincinnati's often been referred to as like a baseball town, but I honestly I think it's just a uh like I think they are a ravenous sports town. If you just look at the how quickly they go to fan bases and stick with them. Like the fact that anybody goes to a Bengals game anymore is ridiculous. Um, it, <laughs> just years and years of getting bashed over the head with a disappointment. And I understand the first couple of years when they went to the playoffs with Marvin Lewis, but by take like five, you should have known like, all right, this is ridiculous. I'm going to watch this train wreck at home. Uh, to tie back in hockey, yeah. the MLS, the someone from the NHL should always be monitoring what the NHL is doing. Uh, MLS is doing as from a um, perspective of marketing. Cause I think they just, we, I've raved about it a thousand times, but I just think they know exactly how to go into a city now and create a family. Mm. Not that the NHL did a bad job with that in Vegas. And I don't have a doubt that they'll do a great job with Seattle, but they sure. effed up the coyotes and the Panthers just hired a 60 plus year old head coach to be the face of their organization because yeah, right. that's the only way that they can, they can, they could draw people in. Um, yeah, true. You know that picture that you saw a few uh, weeks back of me at a Wolfpack game? And you yes. said, like, Jesus, was there anybody there? There literally looked like it was empty. That was that was really yeah, bad. Yeah, one of the last Panther games of the season looked, season looked exactly like that. And that's the NHL. <laughs> I mean, that's abysmal. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you understand now. Like, I hope Bob Boner doesn't – like, I hope this guy understands that this was completely because – uh, not because the team wasn't good, because it actually was a decent team. The Panthers, uh-huh. you know, just missed out of the playoffs. And I would just say, hey, oh, Jesus, they weren't the best of 16. But that is a gr- like, as far as trying to just grow from nothing, they've done a pretty decent mm-hmm. job building there, um, w- especially without a lot of money put back into the team. True, true. Um, I was actually happy to see them go in this direction because it shows that they're really trying. And also uh, mm-hmm. Q came on the podcast on uh, ESPN on ice earlier in the week. So that wasn't bad either. Right. Talked to him on the phone and I said, uh, coach, that was so funny. I said, uh, <laughs> coach, uh, warmer winters maybe on the horizon. He goes, Oh, a lot warmer, a lot warmer. Like with that <laughs> same Chicago, like, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, ah, bears. 
<laughs> the best part is, Corey, we asked him about when he did shot skis at a Bears tailgate. And oh, yeah, goes, yeah. So I, first thing, first thing is you take one shot, it's like you took a million. I said, I only <laughs> took one shot, and that was yeah. it. And then when asked to explain, like, yeah, but like, would you have done that if you were the head coach? Like, that was because you were yeah, unemployed yeah. and everything. And he just goes, well, you know, it's just you're, you're out there, you're enjoying yourself, you have a family. Like, he just started listening to like, all these just weird, like, reasons. Like, you just tell, like, he was completely lost. You got two shoes, you're invited. Like, it was as if in his head, he was thinking, like, oh, geez, the Panthers are going to look at this. They're not going to like it. They're going to can me before things even get started. And by the way, I don't know why I've completely gone <laughs> Chicago accent with him. Because while he does have one, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. That's fine. It's all the same. Also, the only piece of uh, hockey paraphernalia, like the only memorabilia-related item that they had in my uh, grandparents' house was this photo of the 1972 Moncton Hawks as a team photo. Oh, wow. Super random. It was in the basement where we played knee hockey. I still have I think it now. I need that. in my room here in Weathersfield because it's just a treasure. And in it... Yeah, that's impressive. In it with a beautiful brown fro and a nice little mustache just growing into maturation <laughs> is Joel Quinville. Unbelievable. Corey, it, that's, so that's where the stash started back with the Moncton Hawks. This huh? mother effing thing should be in a Smithsonian. <laughs> it is one of the best ones. It's like, it's, it's almost as good as Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. That's, that's the, that's the epitome of good mustache. You throw Tom Selleck in there and you got a deal. Oh, sure. Yep. Yep. Um, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds is right up there too. First ballot. Honestly, I, th- I thought that was a pretty good 15 minutes. We're, we're okay to split around. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. listen, when we start breaking down the series, there's only one place to start. Um, and, mm. and I'll take the lead on this one because it's been an interesting second half of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's been a really good second half of the season for the the Boston Bruins. I mean, they're out here re-signing 40-year-old-plus uh, defensemen. I love what they've done because, to be honest with you, Corey, I thought maybe last year, despite beating the Leafs, I wasn't sure how much longer would turn in the right direction because I just didn't know what the young players would do. And my mm-hmm. God, DeBrusque has <laughs> had a heck of a season. So listen to Toucher and Rich this morning because it was in the Boston area and it made it look like it was great hearing finally some the the inside stuff. But it's unbelievable seeing how he's been playing. You don't have too many feel-good stories like that on the Leafs side. One that's kind of underrated is John Tavares. And I know that seems weird to say it's underrated, but... A lot of people were focusing on Nylander's struggles. Matthews, you know, had his injuries. Tavares quietly over here put up an unbelievable year record-wise. Yep. I mean, set a Leafs franchise record, so you're saying something. Um, and was everything that the team had thought they had signed back in um, July. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's been certainly something to hang the hat on. But otherwise, mm-hmm. they've been just frustrating defensively. And Jake Muzzin, yeah, they stink. I mean, Muzzin was a shot in the arm at first when they traded for him, and I still stand by it. It was a good trade; he needed him. Um, but he even it's like he it's contagious because he even make would make really stupid mistakes, and I mean, just blatantly cost the team goals. So, um, and then the other day, Corey, in one of the last games of the season against the Senators, you're trying to look sharp, tighten things up, and Kapanen's out here just giving the puck up behind uh-huh. the net and. The Senators are just complete will, um, and they have budding talent, but no one on that team is elite and because they traded everybody away. Uh, and right. yet still, they are so tough and determined, and the Leafs put it in, you know, they coasted. And so that's that's been frustrating. The other one thing I hold on to, well, you know what? They always win it when you least think they can. At least that's the Capitals motto. That's what Steve Dangle said recently. On a podcast, uh, Leafs blogging legend. So I'm going to cling on to that with dear life, but I don't feel overly optimistic about this series. I like the Bruins in it. Um, and I guess I, I guess I was, if I was going to give it a number of games, five or six, three. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half, dude. You, you guys, you guys are going to just, Yo. no, no, I mean that, that is, it is a good, I mean, you guys have that much firepower up front too. Like it's, you guys are never out of a game. Um, it's interesting. There's a lot of talk going on about how the Bruins are going to line up against you guys tomorrow with their, with their game one lineup. 
and how they're they're going not smaller but faster. So they they've elected to looks like Bacchus is going to be out. Uh, they're going to go with that fourth line of, of a more speedier slat, you know, intermediate heavy line, I guess you'll call them like they can all hit, but they're not a, a classic heavy line. So um, it'll be interesting. It looks like they're almost trying to match Leafs for speed and just try to get guys to keep up with them. So it could play in your favor. Um, I'm not opposed to it with the way Cassidy's lining the team up. I think you have to, you have to match your speed a little bit and just guys that can at least skate with Matthews and Nylander and Marner and some of these guys that can absolutely fly in and just try to keep them, um, keep them wide, keep them out of the danger areas and, and then be able to throw a couple of good checks when you can. Um, but it should be interesting. Um, I, I gotta say, I, I don't ever feel comfortable in Tuka Rask really ever, but I think, I think I would give him the edge over Freddie Anderson in this series. You have to give him uh, credit. If you're, going, if you're going that I route, mean, for the most I, I part, think he the, rebounded after the, uh, the struggling at the beginning of the season, correct? Yeah. With whatever's going on. Then he had another little dip and he wasn't great to end the season. He had a couple good games to close it out, but, um, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's kind of, it's so counterintuitive because, uh, not to get too much in the weeds, but basically I would say, I, I think the, the Leafs have the advantage up front. There's no question there. You guys are, I mean, the Bruins have one really, one of the top lines in hockey. And then it's kind of a half of a great line with Krejci and, and DeBrusque, but they're not quite sure who's going to be the other wing. And then the other lines are, so the Leafs definitely, I think have the advantage up front. I think the Bruins have the advantage defensively and in goal. So if you want to look at the three main, you know, area aspects of the game, I'd say the Bruins probably tick two out of three. Um, but what's interesting with, with Rask is they drafted this guy and, and he's been here for so long now. And the Bruins, they have a coach who doesn't want to have a goalie like Tuka Rask, if that makes any sense. Because Rask is really a system goaltender. He really is. He, he's solid on his angles. He's smooth. He's, he's he, he plays big in net, but he doesn't really come out and, you know, cut down a ton of angles. He's very kind of conservative you know, orthodox style of play. And it's not really quite how the Bruins want to play anymore. It's not really quite how the league is going anymore, where you need a goaltender who can kind of deal with the uptick and scoring and and be a little bit more flexible and all this. So if you're not going to be a completely defensive structured team, you know, I I think Tuka Rask would probably be the best goal in the league if he played with the Islanders, because the Islanders still play that way, where they really, really pack home, really try and defend and try and beat you 3-2. And that's just the way they're built and the way they have to be built. Um, a team like the Bruins aren't aren't the Islanders. I think they're a couple ticks ahead of them in terms of where they are with with their players and the way they can produce offense and score on a nightly basis. Same thing with the Leafs. They're, I think they're ahead in that regard. But it, it's not that kind of league anymore, so it just, it just kind of makes me nervous where Rask isn't the guy who's going to steal your games on his own play. You know, he can be good, but that means in order for him to be good, everybody else has to be responsible in their own uh, defensively, you know, with the defensemen, the forwards in their own zone, everybody has to be on. Like he's not the guy who's going to make a crazy save. So um, I, I'd give the Bruins a slight advantage in goal, but again, not not a huge one. So it, it's it's going to be a great series. It's just a another waste of eighty two games and seven months of our lives. We just fast forward to Bruins Leafs in the first yeah, round of the playoffs. I know, so. I know, it, it is frustrating, and I try not to think about it because it kind of takes away from the the whole setup. But. Uh, at least they are always good series and uh mm. you know you ideally want every round to be really good so it's nice to have some of those drag out uh just absolute battles but mm. it is uh it is frustrating to play 82 games and then be done after 2 weeks and i remember seeing mm. a tweet from a few Leafs fans is like i can't believe our team is going to I, I can't believe they're going to put us through this again after a week. This is just after a stretch of, you know, losing a few games. And it was like, I can't believe yeah. they're going to put us through another week and a half of this fucking misery. In April. <laughs> <laughs> just set your watch to it. Um, yep. I, uh, I think Freddie Anderson has the ability to steal a game or two. He did it last year in the playoffs. And that's what I like about him so much. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, that that's what you want. in number one goalie. But uh, when it comes to stability and the defense in front of him, I think Rass does have the advantage. Uh, overall, the Leafs defense has been able to finally beef up. I'd love to see a redemption series out of Jake Gardner, uh, depending on how much he plays. He was given a lot of flack for how he played in the final uh, game of the season last year. Gave up a goal on a kind of a, a break. And I didn't think that it was completely his fault. I thought that Freddie Anderson should have made the save, but people got on him. And 
some people even like at the end of the season, ridiculous in the media said that they didn't see how he could even come back and pl- you know play again that see you know this year. It's like what because they lost seven to five and one of the goals was slightly his fault. Like get out of here. Like, I forget what the final score of that game was, but the, that goal that goal was not the problem. Anyway, it, w- it was certainly the dagger, but it wasn't the the reason they lost. Um, so I get mad about that, and I'd love to see him have a redemption year. And the other thing I should mention is this is uh, this is a big series for Austin Matthews, Corey. Yeah, he's get he's gotten sure. paid. He's expected to be uh, at some point the captain of this team. Yep. Lead. Go out there. I mean, to, all Tavares has done is been a great teammate. Uh, his teammates absolutely shit the bed around him uh, when they played at the island the first time. And then the second time, he's like, okay, I guess I'll just go out here myself and score a goal uh, mm. and do and and therefore set the Leafs franchise record for goals and then also uh, clinch the playoffs for the team. While the only other guy that got a goal was the rookie Rosen. So I, I think that he's been fantastic. We all know how great Marner's been. This is Matthew's time to to really come through. And and he was a guy that seemed to be kind of bash, uh, bashing heads with Babcock last year, Corey. I don't know if you remember, but there were some reports afterwards that they weren't good. And there was a only sure. a, a report only you'd hear if you were in Toronto where Babcock actually flew down to Arizona and spoke with him, had a meeting, kind of like a, mm-hmm. maybe an airing out of grievances. Right, um, right, which is kind of a new coach tactic, I would say these days. Yeah, which is gr- fine because I think you need to adapt, and I like that he does. And uh, great because you were getting paid six million dollars a year, so good. Hop on a plane and go fix things with your star player for the love of me. Um, also, were you surprised to see Quinville get six mil from the Panthers? Um, the Mar- I mean, no, Babcock I guess has six as well, I believe. And that was the high at the time. I don't know if anybody has since passed that, but I know Q is that's dangerously close at six. Well, he's got what? 94 cups to his name. Like, I mean, if anybody's qualified for that kind of money, it would be him. He's, right. He's and, also looked like he's 65 for about 30 years. And it's true. But I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting with that Florida team too, because that Barkov guy's sneaky top five player in the league. Like he is, he's filthy. You know what I mean? So he had three, three scores this year. Hoffman was one of them, like getting, I mean, the dude had 96 points for a team that just, a team that just does nothing. Like they really just do nothing. So they're, um, you know, you have somebody to build around like that guy. Um, I, I don't, I don't see the. I mean, he's twenty three years old, so you let Quinville come in and build around that guy for the next, you know, couple two three years. Um, should be there, so why not? I mean, at least it shows some. I mean, I know you and I. It's just not, you know, not sound completely hypocritical here. We hate the freaking coaching carousel that just goes round and round, and yeah. Yeah. these same guys just putting you know retread the tires. But this guy, this guy's legit, and he's somebody who needs to go down there and at least. It's a different situation, I think, here, at least with Florida, a team that just has not won and not really had any success at all. Um, maybe he's somebody that goes down and actually makes the hockey respectable and does kind of the the Barry Trotz approach on the island where he's like, okay, this is what we need to do to win, and I will get you to the playoffs, and I will try and get this fan base going again and, and actually make them care. And it's a guy who's got success. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, his whole life he's had – Caves and Tane and Keith and Seabrook and, you know, phenomenal, you know, Hall of Fame caliber players. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with a team that's not quite as stacked outside of Barkov, really, you know. Um, but no, I, I guess I'm not really that surprised with given his pedigree and what that team needs. I'm thinking of, and also we're both, we're on the same page as far as retreads. Uh, Joel Quinville had recently won a Stanley Cup had been a part of a winning franchise and honestly a dynasty by modern age standpoints uh, for a, a period of time. It's very impressive what he put together. And he was out for of the game for six months after being fired for honestly, probably not justifiably yeah. his own fault, but something yeah. had to change, I guess, in Chicago. Ken Hitchcock, well, like, Bill Peters, yeah. guys that keep getting uh jobs and they, yeah. and they don't win if paul maurice gets fired from the jets before winning a stanley cup you he gets dangerously close getting put into that category i don't think he has a cup to his name and he's had like five jobs yeah no i just i i don't get it i don't know if it's if it's when you're in that position as the president of a team or the owner of a team to 
you know, you don't want to step out from the norm or whatever, but I, I, I'm with you hundred, but I don't get it. Why you just keep, Oh, it didn't work with this guy here, but maybe we'll bring it. Like usually when you look at hockey's a kind of unique animal, I think hockey's really, I mean, the system that a coach tries to put in place takes over, but hockey's a real, really kind of more dependent on the players. Mm-hmm. Like football coaches, it bothers me more because football is a lot of scheme and a lot of understanding and coach there's i feel like there's a lot more coaching in football on the fly during games so when you like when you when a guy like i don't know just marvin any of these guys that keep getting fired and moving on and just reorganizing the deck chairs like what what have you seen from where he was where he didn't win that makes you want to be like okay he's our guy it it just doesn't make any sense to me it's like you just just think he'll do it there you just you just say like well we know how well the missing link would be we know how to fix him so um, I guess so. so. It sounds like we have a similar um, outcome in the Toronto Leafs. Uh, it's the uh, Leafs Bruins series. I the, the next natural direction would be to go over and look at the Blue Jackets and the Lightning, since that's who the Bruins will be playing in the second round. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't see how the Jackets even win a game, but you know maybe give them one. The Lightning from head to toe are unbelievably stacked. I saw them win. Uh, the president's trophy the other day and they come off the ice and they just, it just, it looks like they've done it a thousand times and they have the pressure's on. So say the blue jackets win game one in a series, honestly, in any series in the playoffs, if the jackets or if the lightning are tested early, that's the only way I can see them being taken down because then they start to lose, lose confidence in what they they've done. But I mean, it's just amazing how stacked they are. I mean, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, uh, you know, the the number, I mean, Kuts, uh, Kucherov, for crying out loud, who is going to be, the you know, at some point, I can't just imagine some of the other records that may fall if he continues to have years like this. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Historic stuff. I can't, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what record set he set this year. It wasn't for points, was it? Um, yeah, he had like he, had, he yeah he had. I don't know if it was for Lee uh, for for Tampa though. I mean, he just what do you have total? Yeah, he had 128 oh points. That God. was that was 12 better than anybody. McDavid had a phenomenal year. McDavid had 116 points again too. That's insane. And 75 of those are assists. So that I mean that guy. Yep. That Dreisaitl McDavid combo is 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 legit. Well, you and, get one two more guys up there, Corey. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know we've been saying that about Edmonton for years, but. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, uh, Stamkos is, uh, and always will be the leader of that team. It's just unbelievable how many other guys have been able to develop as stars around him. And I think that is, uh, probably, you know, large part due to him. Um, but it, it's really great to see a market like Tampa Bay become a juggernaut in this league. Now, I don't know if they'll win the whole thing because we, we all know what the president's trophy often means for some of these teams, but geez, just the, how deep they built and defensively as strong as they are offensively. I don't see a hole. Yeah. And that can, sometimes can be the problem though. That's what I'm banking on. I don't know. It just, you know, there, there's so much pressure on them. Yeah. Dude, Nikita Kucherov makes under $5 million, by the way. I just, I always look this, this always blows my mind when, when, what year, what year the contract um, is that in? Well, this so oh next year he gets a big bump. Okay, so that's it. Next year he gets a huge bump. So I forgot about that. They re-upped him for nine and a half, nine and a half per. Okay, but still, uh, that's a credit to Steve Eiserman. I would say, mm-hmm. him and Stamkos have the exact same cap hit right. for the next umpteen years. That is um, that that is how you do it. That's what so, players need to do to to. So it's just interesting to see that you know uh, it'll be curious to keep an eye on their on their kind of cap hit stuff and see who you know like a guy like Braden Point is still making six hundred thousand. You know what I mean? That's that's not going to last. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how long this freaking team with Hedman and McDonough and Coburn and Girardi and Strawman on the back end and Sergachev is going to be do a huge pay raise when he eventually hit turns of it. You know, so that's the they're they're all in, man. They're yeah. they're all in, but. I mean, again, they've they're running up against a team that is a huge a huge question mark, right? In Columbus, where they go out at the deadline and they make every move they possibly can. They were all in and bring in Duchesne. They bring in Dezingle, who I think is a fraud, anyways. I, I don't understand the, the the hype around Ryan Dezingle. He just yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do it for me at all. He doesn't move the needle. But 
you got a guy in goal who I know there's been some question marks. He's had some injuries and stuff this year with Bobrovsky. Um, the guy leads the league in shutouts this year. He had, he had nine. He had 62 games. And of those 62 games, he shut him out nine times. So that's one every six. So you got to think he steals them at least a game or, you know, maybe one or two. Because um, now you're going to, I mean, you're again, on the other side of it, you're going against a guy like Ben Bishop who had seven shutouts of his own. But that's that's some true, true goaltending you know, prowess there between Bobrovsky and, and Bishop. So, and you know, th- th- there's an, there's a chance there that Columbus can, can at least, at least give them a, give them a run for their money. So. No, I don't want to see John Tortorella ex- succeed, but I love the GM and I like a number of the players on that team. A lot of guys we've seen in Springfield. So, um, all right. You know, sounds like we have a, a lightning Woo! Boston series in Tampa Bay on to the conference finals. Um, all right, let's flip over to the other side of the Don't ever East. say that to me again. Don't try and skip by saying Tampa onto the conference finals. Just breeze over that, by the way. I don't co-sign your bracket. Bruins all the way. Leafs suck. Goldies. Gotcha. That's so Ryan's ever. bracket. Anyway. I want to be clear. It's been brought to my attention that I may not have been clear earlier about whose bracket this was. Yeah, I this thought was it was a Ryan, we, not me, but apparently Ryan I was wrong. Matt Lacks. Well, earlier you said, hey, we'll help you through that. So Yeah, and then you didn't even give me a chance to discuss the conference, the quarterfinal. <laughs> Uh, I think we went through it earlier. Or semi, think- or whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, right. moving on. Let's let's fire Wait, through Corey, these here. Corey, uh, real quick, real quick. Why do the Bruins beat the Lightning? The Bruins beat the Lightning because their depth scoring has been better this year. They're finally fully healthy on defense. Um, and I think Tampa is scared to play at TD Garden. I think there's a little bit of road woes for them if if they get by there. I'm not overlooking Toronto because I'm not 100% confident the Bruins get by Toronto. I'm really not. But I don't think the Bruins are as scared of Tampa as people are making them off to be and writing them off. I, I know Tampa's great. I know, they're, I know they really are. But the Bruins, I think, have adapted a little bit of their lines, their bottom lines as well, too, with some speed that can skate with Tampa. Um, I think they, they filled a couple holes with Coyle and Johansson. I think they have a little bit more depth. Uh, and that's that's really it. I think they have some more speed to combat Tampa's speed. They're defensively healthy. Um, and then again, it all <laughs> it always comes down to that freaking squid in net Tukarask if he can just not pee his pants. So we'll see. But that's uh, that's what I think it is. I just I think Tampa has so much so much pressure on them for the. I mean, th- this is if they go on and win, Ryan. This is an all time team, like up there with. You know, yeah. some of those Devils yep. teams and some of those Oilers teams and Canadians way back. You know, yep. like and know. this is an all-time team. A hundred yep. and what? hundred and twenty-something points? Like, that's ridiculous. They're filthy. They're it's, filthy. It doesn't make I, any sense. They had 60 freak or 40. Um, no, 62. 62 out of 82 they won. That is ridiculous in this league. It's just ridiculous. They lost 16 games in regulation out of 82. I, that makes me want to freaking puke it's unbelievable how good they and that's why i just you know i just don't know if they have the internal guts to really turn it on and and win we'll i don't find know. out this is the year because they don't have the injuries they don't have i need it to be the year because otherwise my my playoff run potentially ends it could it could end in could end in six games anyways against toronto i wouldn't put that past the bruins at all but it's just you know not to be a woe is me kind of thing but like Bruins in those years in the 80s, 90s, when they had Neely and everything, and they had really, really good teams, and they'd go up against the Oilers, Oilers in the Cup final, yeah. a couple times, and just get you know romped. You know, you just in the 70s, same thing. You go get some of those freaking Canadian teams, whatever they, you know, it's seems like the anytime the like the Bruins have had back to back 105 plus point seasons, which is nothing to shake a stick at. And yeah. they just they and unfortunately they're and I mean Tampa's just that good. I, I guess there's no shame in losing to Tampa, but at the same time doesn't make it any easier. You know, it doesn't make me like, oh, well, whatever, see you next year. Um, it's just, you just got, I guess you just got to go beat them. So I'm just a little nervous energy, but there's no shame in losing to a team like the 2018, 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning, but God, would it be great to just beat them and get them, just knock them right down. Nope, I would. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it myself. I never root against the Bruins afterwards. Although I did the one year when they beat the Leafs and the and you know the the Bergeron year when they lost oh. the when they lost the Blackhawks is like okay there we go, karma. Uh, Bergeron, also, Bergeron. I, but that and that was the other weird thing about it too is that I've often spoken of my uh, love affair for you know basically with Patrice Bergeron. 
I know he plays for the other team, but my goodness, he is the best. Oh, there's nobody. So, there's no one better. Sorry. I would. I think he would just look beautiful in the blue and white. He's the most and, underappreciated athlete in Boston's history. It's a real shame. As the type of forward, the Leafs honestly need to make up for their shitty defense. You don't deserve him. You get him. a guy that can play both sides, it's all of a sudden your defense is so terrible when guys back check. You don't deserve him. No, 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 they don't. Not with how well Babcock's put that defense together. Mm-hmm. All right. Flipping it over. Let's start whittling through this. We're at 48 minutes. Uh, more like 45. Capitals, Carolina. King, uh, get a save Capitals for moving on. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, I want to see Carolina move on. I, I've loved their run. I'm okay with a storm surge. I have a bunch of jerks t-shirt, wore it yesterday. But the Capitals are so good. They talk about a team that was not really talked about this year. Like all of a sudden. Yeah, they had some slumps that are on. Yeah. The pressure is off. Like they don't need to do anything. And I think that makes them as dangerous <laughs> as ever. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> No, right. I mean, it doesn't get any easier for any team in the East here. It really does not. But, but, but all the credit in the world to Rod Brendamore. Oh, yeah, good for that franchise. Yeah, behind great. Behind that, that was really impressive. Yeah, um, although, I love to see a team that I hate and don't want them to be in the city have success. <laughs> I really, it really is awesome to see a loser, stupid, wasted time franchise make the playoffs and continue to suck the life out of a team, that a city that should have a team. Corey, you say that, but you didn't see the sights that I saw in the bleachers of the last game against the when the Hurricanes clenched. I saw it. I saw the fans hugging. I don't care. I back. don't it's, care. That, that's all you talked about. What was so great about teams and or and fan bases in the MLS is all the passion, how intense they are. And then when it goes against your point, all of a sudden it's no, like no, no, because that's one clip of them watching the Hurricanes. That team has sucked forever, and nobody cares about hockey. The fifteen thousand people in that arena are the only people that care about hockey in that city. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you tell me. Of course they were okay. excited. Well, it's been right. whatever. So all the people in the building are passionate. No, right, we need TV markets. We need TV talk. money. We need all kinds of more. It's not about the 15,000 losers. That's a problem with Red Bull. There's like 12,000 people that go to games. and everyone, The people that go to the games love the games. Yep. Johnny Toro. Whatever. Capitals and four. Market. All right, I'll take it. Uh, Islanders Pens. Love this one. Can't wait for this yeah, one right? tonight. Love this series. This is a this is a true test here, I think, for this Islander team. Kind of got the short end of the stick, I got to say, where this is why this stupid NHL playoff stuff is so stupid. Just play the best team against the eight, two against seven, and just go from there. Because a team like the Islanders, who really played really, really well all year long, 103 Would points. Would you season. tell her to shut up? Jesus, we're recording a podcast. She's she hungry. Making- She's hungry. What is she can't wait. <laughs> She, <laughs> she actually was she's actually she's she's trying not to snort laughing right now in the kitchen she knows she's being loud listen i am not going to be the one to tell her not to eat at this point in her pregnancy so yeah, if yeah. you want to come down here and tell her to stop cooking you take your life in your own hands pal <laughs> anyway keep it moving here with this momentum the yeah, islanders yeah, yeah. i think they got screwed i really i think they probably would have ended up with what maybe i don't know maybe with the way the if you go by points, maybe they wouldn't end up playing Pittsburgh anyways, because that's that's a it was pretty tight between everybody that wasn't the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I just think for a young team, you want to talk about a fan base that cares. They're going back to the Coliseum. I can't wait to see that building tonight. That's going to be insane. Um, anywho, I just think they kind of get screwed going against a team that's done it, has no pressure, no fear, no playoff, you know, wide eyed deer and headlight kind of look in the Pittsburgh team. So I think they kind of get screwed a little bit. No, um, they totally but, got screwed. It's the same way that the Leafs and Bruins is, is such a stupid series because three and two seeds shouldn't meet in the first effing round. Yeah, no, so it's, here, you know. Here you And this is where you get screwed, Corey, because the, you could have the Islanders make it potentially to the second round if yeah. you did this right. And they're yeah, playing it should be Tampa. It should be Tampa, Columbus, like it is. It should be right. Boston, Carolina. Yeah. And then from there, you get Washington would play... Washington would play either Toronto or Pittsburgh, and then the Islanders would get the Leafs or something. I get or the no, the no, no. The best team is Tampa. They would get Columbus. That's fine. I don't have the Eastern Conference. The next, I got it right here. The next best team is the Bruins. The Bruins would get the Canes. So you have Tampa, Columbus, Boston, Carolina. Then between Washington at one hundred and four, Islanders at one hundred and three, Pittsburgh and Toronto both had a hundred. So Washington would get. 
Washington would get you guys because you had more regulation wins. That's the first. So it would, so it would, it would still be what a moot point, what a waste of time. It'd still be Islanders Pittsburgh if they went um, based on points, that's, just seating. That's but hilarious. but whatever. whatever the the reasoning is just, and I stand by my point. In yeah, numbers are stupid. I, I stand behind my outrage. Yeah, I stand, behind, <laughs> I stand behind my completely unjustified outrage. Um, um, all right. Anyway, I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah, same here. And I and I think it goes potentially the distance. I do the take the Penguins as well, just because um, a down deep, we're always down for another Capitals Penguins series, especially after yep. how last season ended. How do the Penguins handle that? So True. justifiably for the story, yep. boom. That's my series right now. Honestly, I could see Washington taking it there. Uh, they've been very good. Yep. They've given me no reason to doubt them. Now, uh, like you said, Penguins are tested. And at times, they did not look good this year. But the biggest key is how you finish, really, mm-hmm. when it comes down to this thing. And they finished strong uh, at the end of the year. Started to put it together. Rutherford, as always, made a few key little moves here and there, and it seems to have made a difference. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Malkin, Crosby, and Kessel all healthy. Yep. Gensel's had a good little year for himself, too, and if Matt Murray stays healthy, I think they have a good chance. Yep. But still, um, I think Caps get to the uh, conference finals. All right. So we got all Tampa, right, Washington on that side. Let's go to the West. Let me lead the West for you here. Please. Starting up top. Actually, let's start at the bottom because I, this is the most intriguing matchup to me. The same, again, you have two teams that have unbelievable regular seasons, and the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights have to meet in the first round. Okay. As much as I hate the Sharks and think they're a loser franchise, I think between these two teams, this is who I would pick. Whoever wins the series, I think, is going to the cup final. Mm. I really think Vegas is just going to – I think Vegas is – they got some they're kind ready. of magic. They got some kind of magic charm in them. Um, well, and I, in, I just don't in, trust in Nashville Sorry. and Winnipeg. Mm. Keep interrupting you. I was just going to say, with Vegas's charm, it seems like all season they've just been like a few games away from putting it all together. And generally, it was either a suspension, mm-hmm. an injury, and also they brought in some new blood. Now, I can you can say, well, yeah, the whole roster was new blood last year. Yeah. But that was a match. I mean, that just fit. Yep. And then you had a few guys like James Neal leave. And so then it was obviously going to be weird when guy, other guys came in, just right. like it is any other offseason. Yep. So um, I think they are ready to just absolutely yeah. uh, burn. But it's just I, – I really think San Jose is just one of – they're a regular season champion kind of team. That's just who they are. That's how they've always been. Um, and just looking at – again, it's just, you know, they, they're right behind Calgary at 101 points. So they, you know, you got San Jose versus Calgary in, or San Jose versus Vegas in the first round. I, I got to give it to San Jose. I really do, but I, I again, and if I do that, I think San Jose goes all the way, all the way to the Cup final. Because um, if you look at the top half of the bracket, Calgary, I think is untested. I think I think Colorado can give Calgary a run because you got a bunch of young guys leading those teams. There's no true veteran guy. There's no true leader on either one of those teams. So that Calgary Colorado series thing is going to be very nerve wracking and very. Uh, it, I think that could go either way, just because I think it's going to be really high score and shootout kind of games where. Guys are nervous flying all over the place. So that one, again, I, whoever wins that series, I think San Jose or Vegas would take it anyways. Nope. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I honestly feel like I want to take Colorado just because I, I just think Calgary's not ready. Well, and they've been playing really good hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. Um, I'm going to take Calgary because they have had a okay. phenomenal year. And I think that after a few false starts, Johnny Gaudreau in the playoffs maybe is enough to to get this team to get to the next level like uh, key guys like sean monahan always been a huge fan of um sure. uh, jesus uh i forget how to pronounce it Gudrano, the uh captain okay oh giordano i always cook gore giordano uh you are so yeah he's only been there for like you know 15 years too you think i'd learn his name um I'd, i i've liked the fact that the flames finally because here's the th- here's the deal with calgary uh a lot of people would look and see some playoff misses here and there and start to think that they've had a tough run of it. But every once in a while, like the Flames are weird. They're spotty. They've had good runs. And I guess the story of just about every regular season for the last like five to six years has just been yeah. uh, not enough at the right time. Um, and if they slip yeah. into the playoffs, it's quick. This is, yep. I think, a team that maybe finally has put it all together. And, uh, yeah, I mean they got some good studs on the defensive end too, and you know Hannafin's a great player. 
you know, the, the, you know, there's there's a there's a chance I can see that. Again, it's it's kind of a coin toss for me because I think Colorado's got some young 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 studs too. But you go Calgary. Well, Ranton, uh is the young buck that had a big year this year, right? He was out a little bit at the end of the season. The fact that Avalanche did well during that stretch is key because I think a lot of people at yep. this point of the year thought that they may have been a one trick pony as far as just being one line. Sure, and that's completely changed around. Yeah, I mean, Ranton had missed eight games and still finished with 90 points. Well, you know, that's pretty so. telling, too, I guess. Uh, all right, yeah. so uh, I got, at least in my bracket, Calgary, uh, I, with Ryan okay. J. Matlock's bracket, uh, not Corey. Anyway. I think these next two are funny. I think I think Dallas has no chance. I think that could be a Predator sweep in four games. Oh, my God, freaking Dallas. Dallas is a pathetic. I, I, I think this Winnipeg series is interesting because that X factor with Jordan Bennington and Nett as a rookie for the Blues, I think, is a real a – real, uh, Real X factor there. Also, a tale of two two seasons could never mm-hmm. be truer. Where you get Winnipeg, which got off to a great start, and much like their star player, have been streaky. Um, Patrick Line has been just weird this year, and you're mm-hmm. starting to wonder if maybe that's just the type of player he is. And those players exist. Right. I would argue right. Phil Kessel can be that type of guy. But yeah. well, I mean, if you're if you're into teams playing, you know, playing right at the right time, Winnipeg comes into the playoffs limping at four and six over the last 10 st louis is eight and two you know so if you're into that st louis was a uh, i mean they fired their head coach at the beginning of the year they were they were dead and lit a fire and now they're in the playoffs i mean them and the avalanche really are incredible stories and a testament to how um much parody there is in the league at times because you can just bury i mean talk about a revival well, that's why this is the best tournament going. I mean, March Madness is hilarious too and great, and but the NFL playoffs are pretty much written, and the NBA playoffs are pretty much written before they even start. MLB doesn't have enough teams in the playoffs, in my opinion, for it to really be a a wild. Break. The, the Stanley Cup playoffs is nothing oh, better, and also anybody can beat anybody well, that, except for Tampa, and that sucks for no, us. But that is the key. That's kind of one of the things that people are starting to realize about March Madness this year is that you get all swept up in the in the upsets, but really, you know. Sp- relatively speaking, and obviously with 64 teams, there isn't that much great talent. And so you, you don't always see the best basketball. Yeah, no, it was all ones, two, threes, and fours come sweet 16 time. There was no 11 yeah. seeds. There was no, 50, you know, there was no low. There was no uh, Gardner-Webbs kicking around. Past and also, the first if you do win, I mean, you could win a few games, but you're talking about in hockey, four games. You gotta you get to take four games out of seven, and Vegas did that. Four games, Vegas four did times. that three times, and almost <laughs> yeah. did it a fourth in their first year. And I think that is going to be yeah. the ultimate point uh, for the you know of defense for the NHL when you're talking about how well that the tournament works. A franchise mm-hmm. team that nobody was bitching about in the way that they got their players at the beginning of the year. We shall all remind you has somehow gotten sure. to the final. I, I think that is yeah. the ultimate example of parity. It's the best. I just wish they would cut the regular season down by what five or ten games and just what get to it quicker. <laughs> so that's really all I there mean, is to preach. it. It's really all, right, all there is I, to honestly, it. Honestly, I like St. Louis. I've felt good about them all year. Something about Winnipeg. I don't that. know, man. You, you, you still feel games at home. Get that crowd going. Uh, I like the peg. You got to remember. You got to. Uh, I thought you said you like St. Louis. No, I, I was leading and saying that I like St. Louis and what they've done this year. Oh, that's true. Winnipeg. St. Louis has to deal with the uh, the low thread count in the sheets as well, too, on the road to Winnipeg. So that is the <laughs> oh lowest thread count in the league. So yeah, that's I mean, St. Louis clearly isn't going to sleep while they're there. No. How do you play? How no, do you I play? I don't know. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, we're getting close here. Uh, yeah. If we're going to get to the conference finals in the West – Who's going to meet? Uh, let's start with Calgary and San Jose. Up to you. I mean, I, I like San Jose. I just don't think Calgary's ready. I just think San Jose. And again, that's my bracket. Corey would have had the Sharks and the uh, Avalanche. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a safe man loser bet because I just, I just trust San Jose to win two rounds and then bow out. But <laughs> all right, um, bow out when it matters. Well, in that case, uh, in my eyes, Corey, you're going to have a Winnipeg and uh, San Jose conference final. Ratings bonanza, uh, both in the mm-hmm. States and in Canada. But I <laughs> honestly, I, I, I like it. And it, it, again, it's somewhat two fresh teams in the conference. I, I know Winnipeg was there last year, but let's all be honest. Winnipeg in the conference finals two years after not being a team uh, probably is something that we should all be impressed by. So we're both just cooling on Nashville, huh? I don't know, man. 
I don't like Nashville. I do, well, I do. The, that's the weird thing is I do like Nashville, but um, I don't know if I thought that they peaked after the last final run and then. Yeah, something's wrong with them. I, don't know what they do, I think though. you're right. I think I think they expand too much, expend too much energy early in their playoff series, and they run out of gas when it matters. There might be something where they. I don't think, I don't think they have enough depth, yeah. and they play their bigger. They play everybody too much, too many minutes too early on, and too physical, and well, they I think they just run out of gas. I think they punch themselves out of the. Fight. I'll say this: I couldn't tell you who leads the team in goals. So I don't know if that what that says about me as a hockey fan or what that says about the star power. No, I mean I just it's it's not you. I don't really know either. Would it be? I guess it would be Johansson. Maybe that was my first thought. No, no, he's he's their point. But yeah, again, you look at their team. They don't have a single guy in the seventies for points. They just got out yeah, games. I mean, That's what they do. And defensively, they're good. And, yeah. and Rene is a great regular. Uh, they're leading school. Uh, Victor Arvidsson again. Another, oh, another household name. I often forget about him. He's underrated. But yeah, but Philip Forsberg is up there. But yeah, I mean, they just, it's, it's by committee. Real quick, how many Forsberg have this year? Uh, 28, a tick under 30. See, that's not bad. I, you know, I stand semi corrected. He only played 64 games too. So I guess he was hurt. But Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about them where I feel like they're all just looking to, I mean, Subban's a great leader, but he's not going to be the guy who scores you the goal when you need it. So like, I feel like they, I feel like they have a bunch of guys who just look at each other like, why don't you do it? You go score the big goal. You go do the big, you know, who's their guy? No, I'm with you. And you're, I don't think your guy can be a defenseman. So that's that's you know that's a that's a fault in the way they're built. I All think. right, if you're looking at my bracket in the Cup final, <clears throat> and that is final, not finals, for all you noobs out there. Yes, very well done. Uh, I'm gonna. Whew, I'm gonna go Shaq's Lightning. God, are we gonna have the same Ew. West Coast team? I think I mean I, I I would I would probably take the Sharks. I really would. I just at the beginning of the year when they got Carlson, I thought that was the final piece. And yeah. throughout the year I have often thought maybe he wasn't. <laughs> but Right. No, it didn't look like it was gonna work until it did and then it you I know. just think they, they depth wise out of the West, a weaker West yep. than usual. And yep. and I kinda agree with you, Corey. If you get past the big hump, which is Vegas, um yep. despite being often out in the first or second round, the Sharks do have far more playoff experience than the Flames. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know that anybody out of the, the bottom part of that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of doing my work and, and showing, well, showing my work rather. I that's gotta stand behind that. Sure. Boy, uh, now that I'm starting to think about it, I kind of want to say Washington again. Do whatever you want. Boy, am I allowed to? I still got time. I mean, it's pathetic, but you know, maybe that's, that's what happens. Maybe the now the, the now true tired uh, playoff war, you know, beaten Capitals can. I don't know. Um, all right, I got Washington now and San Jose in the Cup final. I like it. Fine, pathetic. I got Bruins Sharks and the Bruins win. I ah, gotcha, dude. In four. In four, <laughs> the Bruins are just gonna have one game every series, and both every team's gonna just quit. Say no, <laughs> we're out. Yeah, white flag, bro. No one's beating them chowderheads. All right, dude. Here comes Shaxx for the win, and I'm gonna say goal scored in the Stanley Cup final. That's a weird tiebreaker. Wait, the whole series or the last? That's so stupid. What a That's dumb. Stupid. I don't know. Thirty. What a stupid. <laughs> Who the hell knows? It could be a million. Ask me how many games that goals. To, yeah, it could be. Oh my God, Sharks Capitals, Ovechkin, and and uh, yeah, alone. it could be eight goals a game. All right, you know what? Here you go, you stupid uh, factor. What's eight times six? Forty-eight. Go with that. It must be one game, Corey, because it's only letting me put. Oh no, never mind. All right. No, it's got it's got to be like it's got to be between forty-five and fifty-five. I'm gonna go forty. I think you're. I think you're going too high. Could you, fine, whatever. Well, five. If so you get four games that are five five, what's that? Okay. I don't know. Um, I now I think it might even be lower than that. Okay. Uh, that's what I've got. What did you? What's your serious um prediction for the to win it all? Bruins, Sharks, Bruins to win it in six. Okay. Yeah. I'm not joking. I like this team this year. Nice. I didn't love them last year. I like them this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always love them. That's silly. Yeah, but no, I know. It's, it's I, actually, I actually like them this year. I'm actually, I'm actually pleased with 
their team this no, year. No, you should be. They played really well. They've developed. I like the fact that for the most part, those off those um, early season issues with Rask and disappearing from the team, stuff that sometimes yep. can derail a year, didn't. So I think that's impressive. True. And Bruce Cassidy continues to really put together a pretty good coaching resume, and I and I love seeing it because I I think he's one of those guys that deserved a second chance and he got it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he's somebody who actually did. He he earned his retread by coaching in the minors and right for a long time. So no, breach. Um, boy, that was all right, man. I can I can smell the bacon cooking. So goodbye. Yeah, we got the uh, game. Yeah. So we're recording on Wednesday here. So games are about to start in about an hour. By the time this is being heard, uh, everybody will know who won these games. But whatever. Um, not if, not if you edit correctly. Those picks and get it on the next eight minutes. Yeah, right. Those picks are going to look really stupid in the morning when one team's up one nothing. Ah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> they're done Isles are done oh should be uh, noted uh, you actually alerted me of this good friend Drew Postback at the game today yeah the Isles good for him especially after how, fun, well after how the last offseason went like it's really too bad um, that they they lost a guy in Tavares but the year that they've yeah. been able to put together has been nothing short of phenomenal and they sh- should absolutely hang their hats on that despite what happens in the series but yeah. you just imagine how rocking that building is going to be after. Oh, I can't I mean, wait. I can't wait. That's what I'm watching. Tonight. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think that team was going to make the playoffs this year and now, now look at it. So good for them. Um, all right, buddy. That's it for me. I got nothing. How about you? That's all I got. I got an empty stomach that I need to go take care of that problem. Well, something tells me that uh, your wife can help you out with that. Cause she's in the kitchen right now. It's breakfast for dinner. Ah, my favorite ooh. time of the, my favorite dinner. Let's get some flapjacks in you potatoes bacon eggs sign me up except for the eggs come on down hurry up all right buddy i'll I'll save you i'll be there in 10 go bruins peace bye